Hello and welcome everybody back to the Breslin Breakdown here on the week of January 17th. It's a beautiful Tuesday night here in East Lansing. I'm in the Impact basement here in Holden Hall, joined alongside the rest of the women's basketball beat here for Impact, alongside Marin Klein, Jada Coster, Allie Cohen. I'm Matt Merrifield as we get set to recap the last week of Michigan State women's basketball, which, spoiler alert, wasn't a great one to say the least, guys. Uh, and then preview the upcoming week, which has some excitement coming up. Caitlin Clark and the Iowa Hawkeyes come into the Breslin Center tomorrow night. But before that, we have to get into our question of the day, something that we all as college students kind of experience. We have late nights, but it's on the weekends, having fun with our friends during the weekday, trying to get homework done. What is your guys' favorite late night food? Just food that, you know, 2 a.m. rolls around. You're like, I need some of that, whether you DoorDash it or pull it out of your fridge in your dorm or apartment for Jay. Uh, so we'll start with we'll start with you, Jay. What's your favorite late night food? I gotta go with Jimmy John's to be honest. With you. Well, because first of all, it's on a, on the way back to my place, so it's on the way, very way back from where, Jay? Oh, uh, you know, some places. You okay, know, that's fair. Mention, but yeah, no, it's 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 on the on my way back. You know, just go pick it up, get a nice number four, and just devour it. And yeah, there, there's your night right there. I think that's a yes. great answer. I uh, Jimmy John's is relatively cheap, so oh, like it's really, I, you I, can get a, you can get a sandwich for seven bucks. I know, and there's like and that fills you. Then there's so. two. There's no free ads, by the way. Even though we do appreciate Jimmy John's late at night, but there's one on Harrison, and there's one yeah. over by Gunson, which we are frequent attenders of, attendees of. So I, Jimmy John's a good answer. Allie, what is your favorite late night food? Mm, probably Goodfellas bagels. It's great. <laughs> They're laughing at me. Nothing just, is. Hard. I knew you were gonna say bagels. Nothing like, hits harder than a bagel. No, I don't care what time of day it is. Anything. Goodfellas bagels. But if I'm not trying to spend money from my fridge, pizza lunchable. Don't care. It's questionable. I end here. Is it just a plain bagel, or what are we? What are we um, talking here? Get some cream cheese. Cream cheese. Definitely locks. get some nice schmear on it. Some nice cream cheese. Sometimes schmear. I do. Yeah. Great. Why are you guys laughing at me? Because it's funny. Take a trip to West Bloomfield. I'll, t- I'll show you some good schmear. You've taken me there before. I've, I've been, been through North Farmington a couple times. It's a great place. Uh, Marin, what is your favorite um, food? See, I feel like this is a very basic Michigan State student answer. I am going to say cottage you it. No, you're wrong. I, okay. No, if you're going to pick a pizza place, there's a different one. And it's closer to the... Yes. Other places that you have fun at on a so, Saturday night. Cottage Inn, wants to be there's jazz. another one I wanted to say, but I've only gone like twice, but it hit really hard. And then I always forget to go, but it's Rice Kitchen. Rice Kitchen oh. at two in the morning does it. Cottage Gym was my first answer, and I knew Matt was going to get mad at me for it. Cottage Just because sucks. I feel like I've been there a lot. <laughs> it sucks. It doesn't matter if you go there a lot. It stinks. It's $5 like it's a, for a whole pizza. Yeah, well, have you the had cream, their pizza? The, yeah. The garlic it cream sucks. cheese gets me. The garlic cream cheese makes everything better, in my opinion. But... I will kind of stick with Rice Kitchen. I need to go there more. I've only been a few times. One of them was with Allie's roommate. Shout we had out, a, Nikki Miles. We had a great time. Um, I just haven't been there a lot, so I was like unsure to say it. But like chicken fried rice at two in the morning is really good. I've never had Asian food or Thai food at two a.m., but I would like to try that. Somewhere. I highly recommend it, Matt. But we can we can solid. go. We can I, go I, together. That sounds like a plan. Um, mine would be a different, more. Just better pizza chain in this city. Um, Giorgio's. I've at, actually never had Giorgio's. Oh, I haven't either. Oh my God. Giorgio's <laughs> is pretty good. It's but very the good. Line's the one, very long. The one time I went. If you time it up perfectly, like 1.30 ish, right before the rush hits, perfect. They still have a great selection. No, no free ads, by the way, for any of these restaurants. 
love them or hate them, no free ads. Um, our former sports director here, Luke Sloan, put me on that place last year. I love it. I there's so many good options. It's it's, it's a great it, place. So I, how would you rate the mac and cheese pizza? Like a ten. Like it is absolutely delicious every time. It's mac and cheese on a pizza. I, I can't describe. It's delicious. Um, Can I also throw in real quick? If what? I'm not buying food, um, bagel bites from my freezer. Also, Sh- shout out Sparties. Shout out Sparties combos, saving my life. And there have been a few instances where. At 2 a.m., I just kind of like chill on my bedroom floor and eat some bagel bites, and it's a really nice experience. <laughs> you know, I won't lie. Relatable. You know this is going on the internet, right? Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I just want to make sure. You're I think aware sitting of that. on your floor should be normalized. Honestly, it's really fun. I don't judge. I, I mean, love laying I, on the floor. I Marin. did homework on the floor before coming here. <laughs> Anyways, uh, if I had to pick one that I don't spend money on, similar from Sparty's, they have these like frozen calzone things I can throw in the microwave. It's literally just dough and cheese. You get those? Yes, they're delicious. Those are edible. They are. Surprisingly, they are. Uh, I, it's impressive. It's, they're something at 2 a.m. But anyway, I'm glad nobody said Raising Cane's. Thank you. That place isn't good. It's, I, I, ha- I, I disagree not with the that. Same. But it, you asked a 2 a.m. snack. 2 a.m. Right. snack, I don't go to Raising Cane's because right. that's a full meal. True. But yes. I will never say a bad word about Raising Cane's. I will. But that's, 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 we've already talked about Cane's on this uh, You're three against one on this topic. You okay. lose. That. That's not how this is not a democracy. Maybe we care. should talk about the wonderful Michigan Any, well, State do, women's Do we really team. want to talk about the Michigan State women's basketball team? Yeah. This combo I mean, is I a know lot happier. The, yeah. we, do, well, we do cover the team. <laughs> we do so. cover the team. We do um, cover the, the team, but the, this conversation is a much more positive one than the one yeah, we're this about is, to Yeah, this is, yeah. So now, all right. The best part of the show just finished as we talk about <laughs> Michigan State women's basketball for the past week, who on Wednesday evening hosted Wisconsin. The Spartans fell to the Badgers 84-80 to in overtime. A tough loss, even though uh, Coach Susie Merchant will admit that was one the Spartans should have won. And then on Saturday, Jay, Allie, and myself traveled to Ann Arbor as Michigan State took on rival Michigan. The Spartans lost that one 70 to 55. One positive came out of that is Allie got her first play-by-play call on live Woo! radio. So quick shout out there. Um, but other than that, the positives in that game end there pretty much too. But uh, we'll get into it. So let's start off with the um, just going into the Wisconsin game. I mean, I don't have any highlights to prom. To, to bring up from that game. So if we just want to start the open circle of how bad that game was for this Michigan State team. So, I mean, Jay and – or Allie, you and I were the only two there. So, Allie, if you want to start – Oh, that's right. You were there working for another out, a media outlet. Correct. So, But I'll still start with Allie because she was covering team for Impact. Just what were your overall thoughts on the game? All right. I will start this with one highlight. Mo Joyner did drop 20. looked great. That's it. That's the only highlight. It was an embarrassing loss for the team. Like Matt said, Coach Merchant did say it should have won. We talked to Mo Joyner after the game, and she also said, I don't understand how we can put up a fight on the road against a top-10 team and then fall to a 5'11 Wisconsin team at home in overtime. It was really embarrassing. Like, they had a player who's a freshman who dropped 31 on us. Like, they just couldn't stop her. Yeah, Sarah Williams, the freshman forward for Wisconsin, went out in 38 minutes, dropped 31 points and 13 rebounds. The rebounds were tied a season high. I believe the points were a career high for or season high because she is a freshman. Uh, she had a dominant performance for fouling out. Um, Michigan State's got two experienced big men down low, and Iceland Alexander is a sophomore, and Tyre Parks who's a center. And to see a freshman go off like that I think is unacceptable. Marin, I don't know what else you thought and what other thoughts you have on the game. Agreed. Sarah Williams was just like fairly just kind of blew up and every shot she was well not every shot but 
her shots were just making it time and time again. She kept getting the ball, and I don't think it's a player that anyone from Wisconsin was really paying that much. Like, she'd had a decent season, but it wasn't anyone, like, a player that anyone was really paying attention to. We were all looking towards, I'm going to say, I'm going to say it right, Pos, Pospisilova? Pospisilova? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Had seven points, and I remember last week, she was our player to watch. She'd had a fairly good season for the Wisconsin team, and Sarah Williams just dominated, and Michigan State couldn't, on the other hand, couldn't really get any shots in, which it's just this team will go and they will take down the top opponent, one of their top opponents, and then go down in a very embarrassing overtime loss to a team that just hasn't had a good season whatsoever. It's not fun, and it can't feel great. Well, I mean, yeah, Jay, I mean, go ahead. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head with all those, you know, those statements. I mean, for a freshman to drop thirty-one points, and you know, we all thought that Pospisilova would be the kind of the main X factor for the Badgers. I think it's, I think it's very surprising, you know, to drop thirty-one points for a freshman. And yeah, it just it's it stings for this team because you know you, you beat Indiana at home, you, you know, have a couple other nice wins, and then you lose to a Wisconsin team that isn't very good so definitely definitely a tough loss and you know I heard uh, after the game Susie wasn't happy and she took like 40 minutes at the yeah, yeah. before uh, she got in the press yeah. conference yeah. <laughs> Allie and I can confirm that after the game yeah. usually it takes like 10-15 minutes for coach Merchant to come out and uh, talk to the media after the game and it was it was 40 minutes the uh, TV people were like laying down in the back when I had to go packed an, up his camera and left another statement is I remember being shocked for the other outlet. We were down in the tunnel having a little post game meeting, and we it takes a while to break down all our equipment. We had to get it over to another location for another event we had later in the week, and it had probably been a solid hour at that point because it was after the presser. And I see Susie walking out of the tunnel, and I was taken aback. I mean, no one else was with me would have known what that meant, and yeah. then. I, you guys texted me and told me you had to wait a while, so made yeah. sense. At one point, I thought she just wasn't going to come and talk to us. Which I thought I, they were going to send Kara and have Kara yeah. talk. To, I mean, no, no, <laughs> send her in and be like, no press conference. Oh, the uh, that that would I would not have been surprised by that. I think in this one, it was like one of those games we've seen this a million times this year with the Michigan State team. Slow start, kind of crawl into it and show some life in the third quarter. Fourth quarter, this team was down eleven points to Wisconsin going early in that fourth quarter. They come back. Force overtime, and then don't get it done. Marin, you have your hand raised. What, what would I you just, like to say? It's also, I think, very important to note that um, Wisconsin had 20 turnovers. I mean, yeah, I mean, this, Vivel, is, this is another game where Michigan State will dominate when it comes to turnovers and still lose. They do a great job forcing turnovers and then. Well, you look really upset right now. No, well, I'm about, I'm going to cut you off because okay. in the next game, Michigan State did not dom- dominate turnovers. Well, yeah, that. well, yes, and we'll, but we'll get to that more but on that later. I just this is a this happened. This happens it, every. I mean, was it the Purdue game? Michigan State that they, they forced had, thirty turnovers. They, they forced and still thirty lost. turnovers and still lost in overtime. Yeah. It was yeah. a repeat. I mean, yeah, this is a Michigan State team that is. I don't think they are anymore. I could find my notes for the, but they were going into the Michigan game seventh in the country in turnover margin. Like they don't turn the ball over. They score. They're among the top 20 teams in the country in scoring. They just, at times, they choose to fall asleep. 
if this is a team that could play four full quarters of basketball, they'd probably have like five losses on the year at most, probably like four. Like this is a really good team when they want to be. And Coach Merchant acknowledges that because she says all the time, if more people stepped up, if more people brought consistency every night, they wouldn't be losing to Wisconsin at home, which should never happen, and she's already said that. Um, I think another thing, and this kind of goes for, and this kind of continued into the Michigan game as well, is Kamari McDaniel is not playing very well right now. Um, in the last three games, all, in the, over this three-game losing streak, she has scored 15, 11, and 12, which doesn't sound terrible until you see she's shooting 5 of 18 against Mich- against Maryland, went 3 of 7 from the 3, 4 for 15 from the field against Wisconsin, 0 for 5 from 3, and against Michigan on Saturday, she went 4 for 16 from the field and 1 for 5 from 3. That's just yeah. not efficient enough for 14 points a night. Yeah, I mean, you could tell she's in kind of a rough stretch right now. And, you know, after the Michigan game, she talked about, like, yeah, we're just – we're not shooting it well right now. We're, we're, kind of in a, we're kind of in a rut. But she says – you know, she said we just got to stick together. And, I mean, I think that's what you would expect for a teammate like her to say. But, yeah, I mean, I thought she – you know, for, for specifically in the Michigan game, I thought, she, you know, she, she made some tough shots to kind of get them back in the game and then – you see guys like you know Leia Felia and and Leia Brown just punch game wide back open for Michigan. So it's you know I mean that's just how good Michigan is and yeah. So yeah, I think we're uh, I think we've got gone over pretty much everything we can about the Wisconsin one of the two losses this week. That was the one that was frust- most frustrating because it should have been a win for this Michigan State team going into Ann Arbor. It's a different story. How they performed is another story. But just had they gone one and one in the week with a win against Wisconsin and a loss in Ann Arbor, it would have been no issue at all but this is the loss that really hurts because now it's a win they have to make up and they don't have many opportunities to get big time wins the rest of the way this year they have Maryland again to play who's a top 25 team Iowa tomorrow who's 10th in the country and I think they have might have one more ranked opponent the rest of the year like they it, I, the schedule gets much easier after tomorrow which is a good thing for this team but that also doesn't give them many opportunities to boost their resume and only gives them opportunities to hurt themselves and play themselves out of the field, which I think is disappointing, especially because we know how good this team can be. Uh, moving into the Michigan game on Saturday afternoon, Michigan State fell to the Wolverines 70-55. to The only Spartan to reach double digits was Kamari McDaniel, and Michigan just kind of took it to the, the Spartans on this one. Jay or Allie, if one of you want to start us off on that Let's one. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, Michigan's a really good team. It was at home. That was a, It was a packed house at uh, Chrysler. And you know you're just it's it's tough because you know Leophilia and and uh, and Bra- and Leia Bra- uh, Brown they're gonna do their what they do I mean they make shots they they play tough defense it's just tough you know when when you're when you know McDaniel's not making shots and uh, you know Mo Joyner also fouled out of the game you know in the middle of the fourth quarter so that that's also not gonna help yeah. and by then the the game was out of reach but she was also in foul trouble in the third quarter she I think she had four fouls so that's yeah. that's not gonna help so. Just an all around, just you know, better performance by the better team at home. So yeah, yeah. No one expected it to be easy. Rivalry, rivalry game on the road, but honestly, to me, I think what's really disappointing is that it wasn't a blowout. Yes, they didn't play great at all. They had a lot of issues that cost them. But for most of that game, they were only down like five to eight points. Like in the third quarter, they were down five points for almost the whole time, and then they and normally this team. We've said it before. We've seen it happen a lot. They're a fourth-quarter team. Even if they don't fully make the comeback and win, they can come back and put up a fight in the fourth quarter. But they just let Michigan's shots kept going in. They just let their margin grow even bigger, and they let it slip away from them completely. Yeah, I thought in this one, 
I don't, Jay, you can correct me if I'm wrong. I think at the end of the third quarter, Michigan went on like an 8 0 run they or did, something. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. like State got to within like four, and you thought, oh, State's making a run here. Like yeah. this is their time to push. And then Michigan answered with a big run. I believe it was Jordan Hobbs, I believe it was. She went two for seven from three, but she hit two big threes. I believe it was in the third quarter, if I'm not mistaken. And those were just absolutely killer yeah. on that run, especially because she wasn't having that good of a game. And then. She knocks down two. Michigan three. can really shoot. Maddie Nolan, uh, three for four from three, and uh, Leia Brown, two for three. But they got a lot of shooters. And I mean, obviously, the one thing that absolutely killed MSU in the first half, you turn the ball over 14 times. Yeah. Can, I mean, can that, I, that's yeah. inexcusable. Can, can I share my Including fun? traveling. Yeah, but <laughs> including traveling like four times. Yeah, I said on the broadcast during the first quarter, Michigan State traveled five times. They five had made times, yeah. four field goals in the first quarter. How does I I that I just I, I I just I don't know how that happens. Um, Michigan, I I kind of give Michigan State a pass in this one from the standpoint of, and all their losses this year, other than the Iowa State game, Michigan State had every chance to win. Right, they played well, they came back, kept it close. They there were opportunities to win those games. This one, they shot three for nineteen from three, which can't happen. But there are nights where that just mm-hmm. happens, and they just it, it wasn't their day. So I kind of like it's fine. It happened. You didn't get absolutely embarrassed by your rival, but like. It's tough when you need to start winning games. Uh, yeah, other than the Iowa State game, so this was like their first true loss, where it's like they, yeah. Michigan was the better team today. Um, Michigan went nine for twenty from three, and they normally yeah. do not do that. Yeah, either. I mean, like uh, they played yeah. very well. Yeah, Coach Merchant mentioned in the post game presser the game kind of got flipped, where Michigan State's usually the team that shoots well from the outside, and they tried to fight their way inside. But Michigan's such a big team, where it was tough to do that. And then Michigan, who likes to play down low and attack the paint started shooting threes, and, well, they shoot 45% from three in a day. They're going to beat you. That's just how good of a team they are. So, overall, it's a disappointing loss. Always never want to lose to your rival, but I think this one is more just the – just. I, I mean, it's a disappointing performance. Obviously, nobody really played well. I think the one highlight from that one, Jay, you can talk about this with Abby Kimball. Yeah, Abby Kimball, you know, played 10 – the yeah, the fr- she, freshman, yeah. But she, had played, she played 10 minutes only, and – you know, she played well. She had five points and shot the ball pretty solidly. I mean, off the bench, I think that's something to be encouraged about with this team. You know, with a game like that where you weren't really, weren't really in it, you saw some some good strides from Abby Kimball, so that was nice to see. So, yeah. I am. I wasn't at the game. I wasn't at You were skiing. Or were you skiing during the game? That's my question. During the game, no. I was getting ready my schedule changed a lot. In the end, it actually might have worked out. I'm trying to get to a gotcha. I'm trying to do a gotcha moment right here. It is a gotcha because technically I was supposed to be working another sporting event, and then the network took that sporting event away from us, and then I was supposed to be working it for a different group, and then that fell through, and then I had a ski team event. It was a whole thing. In the end, I probably could have made it. But by the time I realized that, it was that day. You, you missed the free food. Yeah, I'm you missed the really delicious busy. turkey Baron, and It cheddar. was the same older gentleman from last year. Don, Aww. very nice. Don. And he, I missed Don. He helped Don me was great. significantly also. With the printer? Yes, he yeah. was a king. Yeah, very very stressed nice. Showing up to your that. first broad, play-by-play broadcast and forget your notes. <laughs> that we, doesn't need to be we, said on air. We don't need to make fun. <laughs> Anyways. Oh, we, should, we should hold kangaroo court next week. Okay. If this team goes 2-0 and again, I'm, I don't even know what we're going to talk about. The long... The long <laughs> This was the long way of me just trying to make a very simple point, was that I'm very interested interested to see how the Spartans will play when Michigan comes to the Breslin Center. Because looking at all the stats from this game, it's a, it's a little bit similar to last year. Michigan State 
did not look good last year at the crisis this center. team i believe is better than last year's and minus I, having no i agree no more with that no, as, Cloudin. as well i agree mm-hmm. that this team has has made a bit of a better showing and they defeated michigan last year in the breslin center it's a rivalry so, game it's a rivalry Anything game can happen. home team advantages are very home, home game home team home field home, home court field. home court <laughs> home pitch home, home advantages ice. are very important and so i'm really interested to see how the team is going to react to the wolverines being in their court i would agree with that, that was the whole I mean, point i was trying was, to make it was a really long-winded way of saying that because i was getting accosted but good job um the, i want to first address jay's point about uh abby kimball she did play very well coming off the bench i was kind of shocked because at the end of the third quarter she checked in and i was like not that why is she in but she doesn't play she hasn't played many minutes this year but uh coach merchant said that Abby had been, you know, fighting for playing time and kind of been not prodding her about it. So she threw her in and she came in, like you said, two for three from the field, got five points, knocked down a big three. Um, so it was nice to see from her because she is a promising freshman. She had issues at the beginning of the year with illness, so she couldn't play. But it's nice to see that she's back and hopefully she'll get more minutes going forward. And the other point I wanted to make has escaped my mind, so <laughs> we're going to move on from that. I don't even know where. I, oh, um, you mentioned Nia Cloudon. Nia Cloudon is now like an assistant on the team for some. It's, she's. I know like, it, the WNBA's off season the, is in the off yeah. season right now, so like it makes sense that she's back. I made a whole thing about it, and now I'm trying to like think about what it was uh, her official well, title, but uh, it was like assistant she's, to the regional manager, <laughs> assistant to the head coach. <laughs> anyway, it's I like that joke. it's like a grad assistant job. Got, got it. That's a pretty impressive grad assistant to have on your team. Like, the, was she like third all time in scoring at Michigan State? She, I think she's two. I think she's. she's I believe she she's is second. Two. Um, and was with the Connecticut Sun, and they obviously had a fairly good season. So. But anyways, uh, anyways, but but the problem with her is that the Spartans are now 0-4. 0-4. This 0-4. is my stat. Yes. I told you then this. You, then go ahead. You can you can explain it. Michigan State is 0-4 when Nia Cloudon is in the building. There was not, not as a player. Not, not, as, not a as a player. player. <laughs> not as a player. <laughs> I think that needs to be clarified. It's not as a player. And two of them went to overtime, and we're well, still lost. Still lost. No, I'm saying still lost, and they should not you have play been. to win the game. Exactly. You don't get points for tying. It's like kissing your sister. Um, oh, that's a, fr- don't that's a phrase. I, I know it's phrase. Don't know why it was necessary. <laughs> Iowa. And oh yeah, let's move on let's to move Iowa. On. Let's preview the next week's games. Let's um, talk about Caitlin Michi- Clark. Michigan State host number ten Iowa. The fighting Caitlin Clark's tomorrow. Um, and you might think I'm joking. Like at the media availability, and Marin, you can attest to this today. All the questions asked to Susie Merchant and Mo Joyner had to do with Caitlin Clark. So I Literally think she, guys, I think question. she I think she might be good. She, she, she might, might be, be decent. Good. She might be a first overall like, pick. She, she might be sleeper. a player to look. Might be a player to watch, guys. Might I don't be. know. Possibly. She might, she's a V player. To I want to guard the perimeter, maybe. Guard the perimeter. Guard, <laughs> guard the guard the time. Guard the logo. Guard yeah, the, guard the logo. Guard the That's <laughs> did it, Mo Joyner did say that she was like she could shoot from. She could shoot from anywhere. She could shoot she from can, the logo if she wanted. Someone's gonna inbound the ball to her, and she will make it in somehow. She probably like from the other side of the court. Probably. It wouldn't. It wouldn't even shock me. No. I mean, she's that good of a player. Uh, she's average. Okay, first off, let's get to Iowa because they are a team, by the way. Uh, shocker. The I don't Iowa know how people who write their game notes know that. Okay, well, this isn't a time to vent your complaints. I'm sure they have a P.O. box you can send something to. Um, Michigan, or Iowa comes into the one tenth in the country, 14-4 and four on the year, 6-1 and one in Big Ten play. They dropped one to Illinois, I believe that back in December, but they're playing really well right now. On Saturday, they beat Penn State. Let me make sure I'm reading this right. 108-67. to 67. It's um, tied for a Iowa record of biggest, of biggest deficit. All right, hold um, on. that's the most 
they've ever scored against a Big Ten opponent. Got okay. it. So that is very impressive. 108 points yeah. in a game for any team, women's, men's, NBA, NBA, they score more than that. But still, that's a lot of points. Um, only loss was 90-86 to 86 to Illinois, at Illinois a couple weeks ago. Caitlin Clark, 26 points a game, 7 rebounds, 7 assists. She's third in scoring, top five and three points made. She's Caitlin Clark. She's Caitlin I feel Clark. like there's not a lot you can how, okay, say. Like. Let, let's, how does Michigan State get it done today? I, or tomorrow, I should say. Anybody, anybody, anybody got any ideas? I mean, I, I don't think you. Thing. I don't think you beat Caitlin Clark. Like, well, you, the okay, way you this beat the team... Hawkeyes. Like that's <laughs> like she could drop fifty, and Sip Hartons just have to drop. And, who, and who's going to score for us? Not to be harsh, but Kamar has got that dog in her. That's, is, that, is the dog going to come back? She will. She will come and put up a fight. The dog. no. Dogs been hiding in the crate. Get the dog out. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Come on. Um, Not being harsh, I'm just looking at stats. I mean, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I was the one that pointed out like two minutes ago, exactly. longer than that, that she had not been playing very well, and that's very true. Um, a lot of it falls on Mo Joiner tomorrow. Uh, she is expected. I think. I think she's expected to be the person to guard her, um, or guard Caitlin Clark, I should say. And I, Mo, Mo Joiner is the person you want on Caitlin Clark because Mo Joiner doesn't stop. Like, sure, her motor is. She's gritty. She's. Very gritty. She never stops. Coach Susie Merchant always raves about her, obviously. So I should it should be interesting to see, but I think Michigan State's goal is to just stop everybody else. Let Clayton Clark Caitlin Clark score forty. I think that might be the best solution. What what do you think, Jay? Yeah, I mean, obviously other than Clark, you're gonna have to you're gonna have guys like McKenna Warnock who I mean, she's also a solid player for this team. And I'm looking at you know, other players, I just think if you can be able to like I wouldn't say contain Clark, but contain the other players. You have a pretty good chance, yeah. and just guard the perimeter, and you're gonna, you're gonna have a good chance of. And it's at home, you're gonna have a decent chance of keeping this thing close against you know a very good team. So, I agree with Jay. When I was looking at all their stats earlier, minus their Iowa's top three players, the rest of them they all average six and a half or less. And although like Michigan State, we don't have that girl to look for every single night. A lot of our top scorers are like. 9.8, 9.6. Like, we have a lot more depth by far. So as long as we can somehow contain Caitlin Clark or somewhat stop and do a good job with other players, that's how. I agree. I think the player that is the biggest, going to have the biggest impact tomorrow is Monica Cezano for Iowa. She's their center. She's 6'3". She's averaging. Let me pull up my iPad so I can see this close enough. I have old man eyes. 17 points a game, 6.5 boards. Very good play. She's their, clearly their number two option. Michigan State has a serious issue guarding big men. Obviously, we talked about Sarah Williams earlier. Uh, Mackenzie Holmes for Iowa when Indiana – or Mackenzie Holmes for Indiana when the Hoosiers came to town over break. Michigan State was able to pull off the upset, but she had 31 as well. Uh, so if they can't play defense down low and stop Iowa's big men from getting points and easy buckets and rebounding, that's going to be the problem. Caitlin Clark's going to put up 30 tomorrow. I don't expect anything less from her, but making sure that – Monica Cesano doesn't have a big day is probably the most crucial thing to getting a win. And anything anything else to add? I I mean, mean, we've said it, we've covered it. There's not much else to add. Yeah, uh, tomorrow Michigan State hosts Iowa at 7 p.m. Allie and I will be on the call for that. We'll be going live at around 6:50, so make sure to tune in for that as the as Michigan State hosts the Iowa Hawkeyes. Going to the next game on Sunday afternoon, Michigan State hosts Rutgers at home at the Breslin Center. It's Alumni Day. So not only will Nia Cloud be in attendance, but I expect many more Spartan alums to be in attendance. Rutgers comes into this one eight and eleven on the year, two and five in Big Ten play. 
Um, I don't know who added that part to it, but we can get to it in a second. But Rutgers, not very good. Now, we said the same thing about Wisconsin a week ago. How, Regardless of what happens tomorrow, how important is the game on Sunday? I think it's, it's a must-win. It's an extremely Definitely important game. Definitely is a must-win because, I mean, you assume that they're going to lose to Iowa and get the predictions, but... I mean, is that you a tease? got these, huh? Is that a tease? Maybe, yeah. <laughs> but I mean, this is a Rutgers team that you know isn't very good. And like, and you know, right here it says all conference losses by double digits, and like, they're not very good in the Big Ten. I, I don't so. think that's true. I think that was left. No, nope. uh, is nope. that? Oh, that nope. is true. I added that. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you, Mary. But anyways, I mean, they're not. I did not, my research. Of course. Um, I mean, yeah, they're just not very good in the Big Ten. So I just, you know, especially at home, you need to find a way to come up with a win here because. If you don't, if you go 0-2, you're not looking too good. I mean, Michigan State right now is 40 in the net rankings. you got to find a way to come up with some wins here against bad opponents. I think this is the one you you absolutely have to have. So. And we had it. I well, we I wrote it down. Um, Great job. Thank you. Uh, Kayleen Smickley, I believe. I'm going to assume that's how you pronounce it. Couldn't tell you if it was right or not. But that's probably going to be the player to watch for Rutgers. She averages about 17 points a game. The rest of her stats weren't that great, but no one on the team was re- – I don't think they have much of a standout player. There's not really one main person to watch. I think it's it's a little like Wisconsin in the area. Like, there's just – it's a team. <laughs> it is a team. <laughs> it's a yeah. team that hasn't been doing well in conference. All their losses have been by pretty significant points – and or margins, I should say, and the wins have been pretty close. It's scary how similar the stats were to Wisconsin, which we'll 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 get into. We'll get in. I mean, we'll get into I that. think the big one for this is if Michigan State does drop both this week, they will fall to five hundred on the year. They'll fall to two and seven in conference play. Michigan State currently tied for ninth in the Big Ten with Penn State, Rutgers, and Wisconsin, all at two and five. Like it. Just, if you drop both these, you fall to the likes of Minnesota and Northwestern at the bottom of the standings. And this is Michigan State team we know is so much better than that. Like, we know they're top, in my opinion, when they're right, they're top six. Top, I mean, there's a lot of good teams in this conference. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Coach Susan Merchant said this is the best conference in the country, and I have to agree with her. Um, it's, there's a lot of great teams in this conference, like Ohio State, Indiana, Iowa, and then you know Illinois, Michigan, Maryland, Purdue are all very good basketball teams. Nebraska, and I think Michigan State's in there with them. They just are doing a very bad job of showing it right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's just the Big Ten's a tough conference, and you know, Susie's mentioned that. But like, you know, it's just like I said. I mean, Rutgers a team that you have to take care of if you're going to find a way to make the tournament. And you know, forty in the net rankings. I mean, you, you could see it a jump if they can take care of business against some of these teams. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I think uh, now I think it's time for us to get into our predictions for the week. Now, just to Go back over from last week. Marin, you went one and one. Jay went one and one. Allie, you said two and oh. Am I, I'm trying to remember correctly. I said one and one. I believe I said they'd lose to Wisconsin and beat Michigan for some reason. And you did say I, that. I, I, I thought I was a genius until about five minutes into the game on Saturday and then thought, this isn't going to end well. But regardless, <laughs> uh, time for, our, once again, our weekly predictions. We can start with Marin here. I... I'm saying 0-2 because I would rather be happily surprised than disappointed again if we or if Michigan State um, loses to Rutgers. It's a very similar situation to Wisconsin. 
Right. I mean, you're not wrong. And I, I want to have faith. I really do. But I am going to stick with 0-2 because, again, I'd rather be surprised than disappointed again when I come back wrong. Well, eventually, Kamari McDaniel has to get out of this shooting slump eventually. And I think it's... Is tomorrow that day? It might be. I still think MSU loses to, to Iowa, but they will beat Rutgers. So one and one is my prediction because K-Mac has to get out of this eventually. I mean, she'll she'll break out of her run and score over 20, I mean, I think, for both of these matchups. To so. the resident optimist at this table. One and one, for sure. Wow. That was that was like the least optimistic prediction <laughs> I've ever heard. Um, well, she was more optimistic about going only last two. Last week, okay, last week I had to go 2-0. and oh. I had to say that we were going to meet Michigan, even if in my head I didn't really believe it, I just had to say it. But to, I, I don't feel the need to be optimistic against Michigan because they're not my rival. I don't see us taking care of business. I hope it's a good game, but Rutgers must win. K-Mac has to come back. I believe in K-Mac, Eck, Joyner. Someone is going to take care of business. Coach Merchant has been like, just has to be beating it into them. Has to have, I don't know. Something needs to be done. I'm going one and one I, I think they're going to beat Rutgers tomorrow. I'm conflicted about tomorrow to be honest Am I because be pessimist here? you are you are the pessimist. I'm not gonna, you're you are the pessimist. You said zero two. I am not saying zero two. They're beating Rutgers. Um, I just I can't be disappointed anymore. It's really upsetting. I don't. I'm. I mean, if they lose both this week, at that point, it's like I'd, on to baseball season. I guess I don't know. Even the baseball gymnastics, team, maybe? baseball team is not going to be. Yeah, we're gymnastics school. Hockey. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Am I the only one supporting the hockey team? I mean, I support them. I'm the best like, team on campus right now. So, thank I mean, you. I don't know. Our basketball, both our basketball teams are kind of mid. So, yeah, well, happens. are they better than gymnastics? They're like twelve. No, I think they're thirteen. Gymnastics is twelve. Wow. Slay. We're the Michigan State's a non-rev sports school. I just want to make that very clear. <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyways, um, uh, tomorrow kills me because there's going to be a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of people here. To watch Caitlin Clark, but like they're going to be supporting Michigan State, of course. I don't see mm-hmm. Iowa traveling to to East Lansing on a Wednesday in January, so I'm going to say two and zero. I think they get it done. I think there's going to be some energy. You're in the them. optimist this week. I, this is an optimistic. This is me hiding pain. I guess I'm not sure what to call this because I don't. This there is no. I'm not being optimistic that they're going to win. I just think they're going to win based on the evidence that's put in front of me. So. I'll probably be wrong. I'm Denial okay with that. Denial is one of the stages of grief. So. You're very correct. This oh. very much could be. And you know what? That might be the title of this episode. <laughs> but anyways, um, so yeah, that's my prediction. 2-0. So Marin says 0-2. Jay and Allie both say 1-1. I say 2-0. It's like a sandwich. One of us, or all of us might be, actually that's not possible. One of us has to be right. So anyways, I wish we had like a standings for this. But then again, that would make it weird because there's only two games a week. But anyways, there's no way to do points. But that's going to do it for us today. Thank you for following along here on the Breslin Breakdown. Make sure to follow along for both games this week. Tomorrow, Allie and I at 6.50 are going live for the broadcast against Iowa on Sunday. The men's team will be in Bloomington for the Indiana MSU game, so we'll just be tweeting and writing for that one. Uh, but thank you for following along. Make sure to stay tuned for all the news and updates for that. Tell your friends about the podcast. Uh, and you can find the Breslin Breakdown anywhere on, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, and Impact Any. 9fm.org slash sport or anywhere else you get your podcast and we will see you all next week thank you for listening